0: Content advisory warning, the contents of this podcast will offend the easily offended. What you are about to hear is not intended for children, the puritanical, or the narrow-minded. We will offend, sometimes we will make corrections, other times we will tell you to fuck off. But we will always discuss without canceling because we cannot become better individuals if we are not willing to have open and honest discussion, this is your only warning.
1: I'm going to whip that one out for you later. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're out mad. of context. You know, that's what I was going to say, yeah.
2: That's what he said. <laughs> pee-pees, bad. No peepees. Make the bad thing go
3: away.
4: So, Scott, you're also motivated by psychosis.
2: <laughs> Who's the quiet one? Oh, that's... that's... That's Pepe! What does Pepe do? Pepe, what do you do? I destroy the peepee. Baby, baby, after I treat you like a refrigerator, I'm gonna give you my microwave tang. I wanna dip my balls in it! We're gonna do the microwave tang, and you're just gonna be like... Anyway... (laughs) Get on that microwave tang, lick it!
4: I'm still not gonna eat the rich, but yes, common ground.
1: (laughs) but they're t- so tasty
2: with barbecue sauce. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, slow it's slow and slow. You gotta, yeah, it's all how you prepare them, you, you know, little mustard You seeds, gotta look into honey. Kentucky gold, like barbecue sauce, like that stuff on some, like that Kentucky, like it's like this, this bourbon, it's, it's a mustard sauce, like the Carolina mustard barbecue sauce, but with a little bit of bourbon in it that gives it a little bit of a, a, a darker, like flavor. You put that Unlike a Bezos leg, <laughs> fucking beautiful like that.
0: How uh, much is that per pound?
2: Oh my god! <laughs> it's like wagyu, <laughs> right? Right. But I swear to God, when I Real tasted thin slices, gotta make it last. I swear to God, I saw mm-hmm. the face of God. So, <laughs> welcome to From Here to Paternity, the dumpster fire of conversation. This is a podcast of four fathers coming together to discuss a variety of topics while trying to understand what it means to be a father, a man, and a healthy human being in this era. We created this podcast as a means to leave something behind for our children to one day understand us as the imperfect human beings that we are. Through this podcast, we can help ourselves to become overall better people participating in this mad and bizarre experiment that is existence. We will discuss complex and difficult topics at times. We aim to grow as people by being courageous enough to be openly honest, receptive enough to be challenged, and to learn together from our mistakes. At best, these discussions are lessons from which our future progeny might learn. We appreciate you taking time out of your life to listen to our nonsensical blatherings, and hopefully it is an example of synchronicity that has brought us all together. Thank you for joining us on this journey here's to better understanding each other and maybe along the way become better people because of it. We started to talk about um well, we kind of did talk about motivation last time, right and yeah we we, we were we weren't too bad about it right. <laughs> It was, but it was, you know, we were just, we
0: a- kept we kept going down a certain path that
1: we'll try yeah, to we, avoid we this the, time, please. We, we continued to decide to take the off ramp instead right.
0: of, you know, but I, like
4: one <laughs> constant off ramp, yeah. Our problem well, wasn't motivation, it was, it was, it was focus, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? I think there's, there's some, some riddle in that's in our futures here or something, I don't know. yeah. <laughs>
2: So, but it, I, it, it still kind of sp- speaks to, like, what motivates us, like even in a, like a in a political, you know, sense or economic sense or any of these different things, right? Like, what are those arcing themes that motivates us, right? Like, Eric is, you know, one of the themes that I get from you is independence, right? The, For sure right the the freedom to be able to 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 autonomy right absolutely right and you know one of my big biggest motivator actually to kind of tie into what we we're just talking for me is community right kind of like um you know they use this kind of concept or they talk about this concept now like when it comes to like dependence like chemical dependence and stuff like that is that the opposite of quote-unquote addiction is socialization right or community right because because this takes priority over and you start losing all of those connections right and i like to me i actually i think that's the the not just with addiction but mental health um pathology and uh, like entirely right because when people get you know excluding mania right but for a lot of the the mental health disorders one of the biggest hallmarks is they start isolating right but even even with someone who who's manic they may be more social right at times but You know, because they they have that impulse, like difficulty with impulse control and and in in boundaries and things like that. But that can often burn their bridges, right? Lead to people like getting cutting off, cutting them off, right, and then leading to isolation. So I think I think you know, and so for for like you know, for me, like my biggest thing is is community, right? Being able to to you know. Nurture one of one another is my biggest like driver right and and motivator and, and 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 i I don't and Eric that's not to say that that's not a big motivator for you because I think I, I get from you like community's a huge thing right and even oh, community yeah. community autonomy right and so um
4: but I ain't no communist
2: <laughs> right 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 right, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a commie bastard like me. And so and that's okay, right? So Damien, what do you think is- We what can't is
4: all more? look like Marx, you guys.
2: I know, right? Oh, I know, right? I kind of like- Actually, I didn't even think about that. Uh,
1: now some think of I us just, just look like Lenin, you know? <laughs>
2: Damien does kind of have a Stalin kind of look.
1: Oh, no, I don't. definitely not Stalin no 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 don't
2: you put that evil on me
1: yeah don't you put that evil on me Ricky Bobby (laughs) anyway
2: so Damien what do you feel like is one of your core themes that that leads to your motivations um
1: god I wish I wish you could have sent me these questions ahead of time so I could prepare for the exam. (laughs) <laughs> um, geez, I don't know, man. Uh, like I said in the last one, it's, uh, you know, accomplishments, a big one. Like the motivation to like get up and do things really, um, is, you know, is, is the accomplishment at the end is to stand back and see what I've done and, you know, go right on, you know, like, um, I, you, you guys have all kind of gotten a few little texts here and there about my, my saga with the red snapper mower. Well, I fixed it and sold it to my neighbor and my neighbor was out there yesterday mowing his yard with it. And I was like, right on. Look at that. It's working. He's, you know, a smile on his face and he's doing it, you know, on his, on his mower that I fixed, you know, it was like right on. So it's like those little accomplishments, you know, um, it's not much to, you know, do something like that, but. It's, it's something to be proud of.
3: Better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's made his life better and it's off my patios and, you know, and it's something I got done. So it's like right on. But, um, aside from that, you know, motive, what other, I mean, my family, children, you know, um, the desire to take care of the people around me,
2: you know, kind of stuff. So to create and then take care of what you create.
1: Yeah, except some of the family I didn't create, but
2: no, right? <laughs> so but you're part of
1: that. Just, but
2: but they yeah. they created you, right? Yes, yes, right. Yeah. And so, like yeah. maybe even like a creation, right? Because like you're a builder, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about like the snapper or something that you're like the repair is like you're you're creating this new.
1: Yeah, it took something that was dead and made it right. work again, so that it could be useful again and part of the world and so on so right yeah
2: and 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 like letting your creations better is that too much of a stretch eric or do you feel like
4: no that works yeah
2: i i like i like i just you know again having two bachelor uh, two uh ba uh two bs's is that you're just you're able to like you become a master of bs so Yes, (laughs) yes <laughs>
3: that's what it's all about
2: <laughs> what can I pull out of my ass on this one no but but no I think that that mm. is kind of like uh like because when I think about you and when I was like when I was uh, I wanted to ask you when he, when you were talking about your your forefather figures right is like mm-hmm. because I always see you like you know like you were in in shop and and all like these different things right like where you're mm-hmm. you're creating things and crafting things and, and Mm -hmm. like, didn't you do model airplanes also?
1: Yeah, I was in, uh, aerospace. So was Joe, um, uh, in aerospace, uh, one, two, how many did they have? Three? I can't remember.
0: Well, it started Um, what sophomore year. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't there for our freshmen. So we couldn't do a fourth year.
1: Yeah. And there, no, there was aerospace. No, there was only aerospace one through three. Um, but I don't think, or did they have four? Maybe they did. It may have been that it was freshman, sophomore. You, you could do it all the way through. I can't Yeah,
0: but, but he didn't do it until yeah, sophomore year, so. Yeah,
1: because that was the first year it was yeah. uh, offered. But yeah, we, um, in aerospace, we made, um, uh, we made some model airplanes. We made some, uh, you know, um, ones that were supposed to, supposed to fly. We made, you know, balloons and all kinds of stuff that have to do with, and kites, yeah. you know, all kinds of stuff that had to do with flying machines of one sort or another to learn how things fly and why they fly and, um, what you can do to make things fly better or worse, or, you know, it's all, it's kind of like learning through failure, you know, right. That's um, lots learning. of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lots of things failed. <laughs> I yeah. failed multiple yeah. times where creations of mine ended up in the scrap heap after crashing, badly
4: (laughs) (laughs) that's so awesome that you guys had a class like that that's so cool yeah
1: yeah Yeah, because
0: we do rocketry.
1: yeah i had some oh yeah yeah, the rockets i had some rockets fail in spectacular manner it was awesome
0: (laughs) some (laughs) we never found again
1: i think there's one that's in orbit now i'm not sure We, we never saw it after it took off so
4: my oldest brother, he used to take all of his Star Wars figurines and put them, like, mm. inside his model rockets so that when he would collect oh, them nice. later, they'd just be like goo. Um, <laughs> of course, if he had actually saved them, they'd be worth a lot of money today.
1: Yes. <laughs> no, yes yeah. He melted them yeah. down. <laughs> I did that with some G.I. Joes, not knowing that they would ever be worth anything. Like, Right. Some, yeah. mm. some of them are now, but, yeah. Some of them got battle damaged or uh <laughs> right uh, i really they got shot is what it is <laughs> you, know, you, you take a line
0: uh, paper, them up and hit them with yeah. the bb gun
1: oh no 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 <laughs> you take a paper clip and you heat it up and it goes right oh, through. yeah because <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: now this guy's got shots across his chest because he got shot by cobra over there you know <laughs> yeah yeah, that's yeah. That's really, the, other uh, as eric said
2: gone. the other half of the uh, of the battle yeah, exactly. <laughs> Violence—the part, the part
1: you don't get to see. Death. Yeah. Mm.
2: Right. Uh, like, no, no. Like the thing that always frustrated me, and like I, I've got this like Garfield lunchbox of like my old GI Joes, and like the th- thing that always frustrated me was like the crotch, like is what always broke on them, right? Because it yeah. was like that yep. metal bar that held the legs, and then that that one A rubber band plastic- in there yeah and that yeah. one little plastic crotch mm-hmm. piece right so if yeah. you move them or whatever that was always popping out and so yeah so <laughs> if, i was
1: like if you twisted them too many times that rubber band inside would snap right? and then they would be ripped in half <laughs> right?
2: is that what causes it <laughs> no like i like i was going <laughs> through it i was like gosh, dear god through. i've got an army of eunuchs <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why you did it on purpose, Scott? You got the needle nose out and you were ripping.
3: <laughs> no peepees, <laughs> yeah. no
4: peepees.
1: Somewhere you got a, like Pee-pee. one of those old one of those old film canisters full of like you know crotch parts. Just
4: <laughs> <laughs> peepees bad.
3: No peepees. <laughs> Make the bad thing go away. <laughs> oh no. <hey.
4: sighs> So, So Scott, you're also motivated by psychosis. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) Yours was creation. Mine was destruction of one thing. One thing. I'm the one that collects all of those. I spend all of my money collecting GI Joes to pop the crotch out. Destroy the (laughs) peepee. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs)
3: Oh, no. <laughs> know, wow,
2: You're Joe is red. Laugh <laughs> destroy the peepee. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's like an Ocean's Eleven. It's like exactly. who's, the qui- who's the quiet one? Oh, that's 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 Pepe. What does Pepe do? Pepe, what do you do? Destroy the pee- I destroy the peepee. <laughs> Wait, that's what we fucking need in this bank job? <laughs> Trust me, you don't understand how invaluable Pepe is. <laughs> we all love Pepe. We all love Pepe. <laughs> Destroy the Pepe. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's what popped in my head. I was like, who's the quiet one? <laughs> oh, that's Pepe. What does he do? This thread that Destroy the Pepe. To I the destroyed the peepee. <laughs> that voice guy, anyway. damn it every time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to whip that one out for you later. Oh yeah, they're out of hand. context. You know? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what I was say, yeah. That's what he said.
2: Sure. Damien <laughs> at his truest. <laughs> I'm going to whip that one out later.
4: Just don't do it in front of Pepe. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Down.
2: He destroyed, destroyed the pee-pee. all over your backside. Oh. Now I'm gonna uh. treat you like a refrigerator. Oh, that's why Pepe destroys the peepee. Yes, exactly. Because Bubba and his splooging on the backside.
1: That damn Bubba <laughs> just can't stop from the again. <laughs> all over the backside. All So, so
2: Joe, what would you? <laughs> Have you recovered, Joe? I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't seem
4: quite so red anymore.
2: Uh, right, right. We've got some people coming was breathing the whole time. All right. <laughs>
0: so,
2: Joe, so what what do you feel like is your like one of your? And again, it's not the like because again, this will change as you think more about it or whatever. But like, what do you feel like is one of your core motivators?
3: Coffee.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: coffee for
0: uh, uh, family, mostly, I think, um that's always one of my struggles anyway, is just motivation, but um yeah, Jackie and liam and, uh, pretty much what's get me out of bed every morning that's. <laughs> sometimes that's a struggle um this past two weeks have kicked my ass just trying to find that motivation to get up and go um because i had not been sleeping for shit and uh yeah it's hard so um but yeah you know motivation i guess depending on what I'm trying to motivate, you know, what, you know, am I trying to be, um, productive? Am I trying to be creative, um, social, you know, all those to me are different when it comes to motivation. So it's, I don't know. I have a hard time answering this question. I've I kept looking at different things, trying to figure out what, motivation is supposed to be because <laughs> they say it's like, you know, it's about setting goals. I suck at that. Uh, it's about attitude. Most people will say I have a shitty one, you know, <laughs> 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 you know, so it's, you
1: know, it's figuring out what, what motivates you. What other people say motivate them is not necessarily what's going to work for you. You know, like mm-hmm. you got to find right. what really,
4: you got to find what's rewarding to you. Like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're just going through life thinking like everything's a checklist, like I have to be social today. I have to do this today. Mm-hmm. I have to do that today. That's just not really, that's not going to motivate you. That's just going to make you feel like life is tedious, you know?
0: Oh, know. Mm-hmm. this was, these were like things I was just trying to figure out. What, what is it that other people seem to do? And I'm just, gotcha. is that, is that what Looking I do? For is example, that what I gotcha. do? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, trying to wrap my head around, you know, cause sometimes nothing motivates. <laughs> we
1: know. all have those days. Yeah. You know? I
4: think it's fair every once in a while to do nothing. I think that's important. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> I did that a couple weekends ago. I basically spent burned the whole weekend doing fuck all. <laughs>
4: <laughs> As my grandfather used to say, that's why they invented fishing It's to do nothing.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yes. And I could, I could go, down to the creek and fish, and but the problem is those damn brim keep biting the line. It's a whole <laughs> I have lot of work to pull stuff, those, yeah. I have to like pull those little bastards off of there. And sometimes they swallow the hook and then they die. Just, and just put a weight on, on the end and
0: throw it in. That's not a bad idea.
1: Or I could just I could throw a lure in without any hooks on it and just watch <laughs> them like attack it because they will. Or hold know. it and drink yeah. a beer. Yeah, never throw not the a, line in. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> just
2: whip it out. I can also, I can also do
1: that in. on my... <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Uh, here we are again. Yes, <laughs> right in the weeds. Did you
0: ever watch uh, Stargate, the show, not the movie? Yes, sometimes. Yeah, there there was remember. a scene in there where uh, um, was it O'Neill? He was sitting there. He had a property with a nice-sized mm. lake and he just was sitting there just throwing the line. They're like, what you doing? Fishing? You catching anything that defeats yeah. the purpose? <laughs> that's not
3: the point, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point. Yeah. It's the
0: act yeah. of fishing that I'm, you know, that's the relaxing part. Right?
1: It's one of the things I, I enjoyed a lot as a as a kid was was fishing on my on at my uncle's cottage on the lake. Part of why I enjoyed it was because you wouldn't catch very many fish. And I mean, that kind of defeats the purpose of fishing if the purpose is to catch fish, but it was just relaxing sitting on that dock in the summer Canadian summer sun, which is quite nice and just tossing, you know, a lure out there and leisurely bringing it back in. And occasionally I would catch a little rock bass that lived under the dock and I would have to pull him off and swear (laughs) at him again and throw him back in the water. (laughs) But, um, and every now and again, I catch an actual bass or a pike or something, but you know, and that was fun. But you know, I would be out there for hours fishing with no hope of catching anything because there wasn't much in that little cove that was going to bite. So it was enjoyable. You know? So I get it. It's like just wasting time. Sometimes it's the right thing to do.
2: Well, it's, and yeah. I, I, I challenge that statement. Mm-hmm. It's because it's, it's not even wasting time, right? Cause well, yeah,
1: it's, it's it's contemplating the universe and thinking to yourself and being peaceful and in the moment. I get it. Yeah, but-
4: it's American yeah. meditation. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like meditation. There you go. That's the exactly. right words for it. There, that, them good words. It's being in the <laughs> moment, right? It's being present. I do
3: words. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like that description of the American meditation. Yeah. But no, like, and, and, and I think like, like that concept of just being still, right? Mm-hmm. And just being like present, right? Cause like, one of the things that I notice working with people when it comes to motivation is who are we doing things for, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, Joe, you know, one of the things that I noticed was that when you do things for you, like, well, I don't, I, I take that back. Okay, never mind. But no, like, so, no, but like.
0: No, no, I get, I get, I think I get where you're going because I, I do this a lot I, I put myself to the back burner a lot. <clears throat> we, I think we do, all do that sometimes. I do. Oh, all of them. Most everything for everybody else. And when it comes time for to put it towards myself, I either have nothing left, you know, or um, but I just feel like it's not worth the time. I don't know how else to explain that. But
4: no, that uh, makes perfect sense. I mean, that really feels very.
0: It's not just like a dad thing.
4: That's just like a human condition thing. Yeah, I think a lot of people go through that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I have that. Like that's, that's what led me get to my like compassion fatigue. Right. Yeah.
4: And, that's and, a real thing for sure.
2: And it was cause like, I was, I was, you know, and even, even like, you know, that concept of being the quote unquote provider. Right. Right. And trying to work so that I can provide for my family and that my only value is the work that I do that brings home the uh, brings home money and stuff like that. Right. And um, which is especially in my dynamic is actually a really funny kind of concept because I've always made less than my wife. Right. And so, like, even though I'm working and I'm working like crazy hours and only getting paid for like half of it right (laughs) because then when your salary like it stops at a certain point and then you're just no longer getting paid but you still have to get the work done um but like uh um i'm working all these crazy hours to make debt like less money than at times especially when i was working in florida like less money than even like minimum wage uh maybe a little bit more than minimum wage um but like um you know working all these hours to to be a provider when i'm still not even the primary f- financial provider for the family right mm-hmm. and and missing out on everything right like I'm, you know, I'm sitting at home when I am, you know, with the family, I'm sitting at my, you know, at in the, on the couch with my laptop, just typing notes, right? And, you know, still not even being truly present in the moment because, you know, I'm thinking about all these different things, right? Because I'm, again, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the client. I'm doing it for my bosses. I'm doing it for theoretically for my family, right? And none of it is truly like, I, sp- I stop doing it for me, right, uh, for my own fulfillment of you know of what i do right it's it's It stops being my passion and starts being my job, my work, right and I think like when I hear like Joe, when I hear you like when you and I talk, not even like with this podcast, but when you and I talk outside and you talk about like some of the things that you do for the podcast, right that's your interest right? Looking into these mics is like, or when you were doing the project, like the art um project for your, your mom and you were sending us mm-hmm. the pictures of, of the things, right? That's something you, and even though you're creating something for your mom, that's to me, I feel like that was also for you because that's, that's a passion of yours, right?
0: All right?
2: That's a love of yours. Like when you do like the vi- you know the videos for the 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 little images for eric and stuff like that like you're not doing it for a job you're doing it because you enjoy it and so that, those are the things that i hear you getting lost in right yeah, cuz i
0: sure as hell ain't paying him
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah cuz i th- those those are things that i can do and i could be sitting there in front of the computer for like eight hours and not even realize that much time has passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're really into something you know? creative, that's that time has
4: no meaning anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. You know, and that's, you know, I would love to find a way of be able to monetize that and quit the fucking shit job I have. But, um, yeah, but I, it, getting back to like motivation with like work type things. Um, cause that, that's stuff I see at work all the time where, there are people who work 16 hours every fucking day. Yeah. You know, and you hear people is like, "Well, I put in 110 hours. You you're, you you got to pull up, you know, you're slacking. What the hell's wrong with you? You yeah, got to" you know, I'm, I'm like,
1: "You only put in 40 hours. You fucking" I'm pussy. like, <laughs> "If you have
0: to work 110 hours to make to make it,
4: what kind live. of life is that?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lady that's worked there longer than me. She had a kid um, who's, I think he's a little bit older than Liam. I don't know how much time she ever spends with him because she's there 16 hours a day. Jeez. You know, I'm like.
1: The other eight, you got to be sleeping,
0: you know? Yeah. Um, And it's not like they're making so damn much money that they're, you know, gonna be able to retire later these are people that still work like 30 40 years at this company Uh oh you know so it's not like they're retiring early no so uh, it's like what the fuck is their motivation i don't know
2: (laughs) well and and there's again it's the cultural motivation right like the cultural concept right of that puritanical work ethic right and that through working And, and this is where, like, you know, like the seed doctrine and, and these different religious concepts that I think have gotten corrupted, right? That service to your brothers and sisters, to me, is a spiritual act, right? Like, Right. There's something because we're connecting to something greater than us. Right. When you're doing something for the community, when you're doing something for your neighbor, when you're doing something for those around you, that's service to others. Right. When you're going to a food bank and you're helping out at volunteering at a food bank. Right. And you're you're providing nourishment for people, for your brothers and sisters so that they don't starve to death. Right. That's 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 doing works right and i think and again this gets into a religious thing but i think you know if you if you look at what the, the the intention of what the bible's trying to say right or any well actually any religious book because all of them say service talk about service to the community right when you look at those like that's the those are the things that you're 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 supposed to be doing. That's what, when they say works, that's what they're actually talking about is not necessarily working at a job, but doing good works for your community, doing good works like Damien's, you know, making like doing the snapper, right? Oh, the good old red snapper. And, uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And, and making that thing nice and tight and hey, the, the, well, the round, the drapes, round, so. that's right. Right. And getting that mm. snapper going, and then, mm-hmm. and then seeing his, his neighbor, his works being put to, to fruition, right? Through his neighbor taking care of his, his, his land and, you know, his, his piece of paradise, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's works, right? And, but, uh, and
1: just to interrupt, just to kind of push in there, role. We'll- Quick, one more little point to that is my neighbor, I wouldn't have fixed the damn tractor. It'd still be sitting out there right now if he hadn't expressed interest in it a month ago. And it wasn't that I was trying to make money off the sale, and that's why I was, you know, it's because he wanted it, you know. So so I fixed it. And I got paid for it. I mean, I got paid for the product that I owned um, because I did have to pay for it when I bought it. But I also put a lot of labor into it. And, you know, he didn't I didn't ask for much for it, but you know, he paid me what I asked for and, you know, appreciated it, appreciates it. So, you know, and it's kind of like, I was doing it more for him and my, you know, my neighbor than I was necessarily for A the hope of profit. Yeah. Right. So anyway, go, go on with what you were saying.
2: Right. right. But again, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's like that, that, mm-hmm. that surface in those works. Right. And that this puritanical mm-hmm. kind of mindset of, you know, through good works, you get into, to heaven kind of concept, right? Mm-hmm. I think that our culture has gotten corrupted with, or corrupted that concept and that we're supposed to toil in the workplace. Yeah. Endless. Right? <laughs> not making, not so that we can retire early, but so that the oligarchy, the owner class, can make more money off of us, right? And being a bit of a cog in that wheel, right? And again, here comes the marxist, right? <laughs> right. Here comes Karl Marx. No, we've
4: Why? we've definitely gotten to the point in our culture where we 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 conflate labor itself with the virtue of helping others. And those two things are not equal. They're not the same thing. Like just working for the sake of work is not a virtue. That's just killing yourself mm-hmm. slowly.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, no there, longer- there are people out there that that get pleasure from work in and of itself that like enjoy working 16 hours a day. And well, there are also there are people who enjoy
4: getting people. peed on, so don't I don't know. Yeah, people are so weird. <laughs> Trump! Trump! <laughs> 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 Sorry, I had to throw that in there.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, the alleged golden showers incident yeah. In Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I you know, I so want that just to be true, like I, like I did too,
1: just because it would have
2: been funny as hell. Oh yeah, especially <laughs> with his like uh, uh, germophobia, his germophobia yeah. yeah, yeah, and then and 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 also that that like pettiness that mm-hmm. Obama ripped on him and like again the whole thing was like obama slept in this bed so then he had them come in and and pee on that yeah. bed right like to get back at like obama or whatever uh-huh. even though like obama like had no knowledge of this but he wanted it for himself right like so that mm-hmm. like and again it goes to that like that like if it were true right it goes into that that petty victory of motivation mm-hmm. right that we got one yeah. over someone else even though yep. they have no clue, but we're satisfied as yep. long as, like, that vengeance kind of concept, right? Yeah. That, that, that pathological motivation,
1: right? And, and that could be another powerful mo- motivator for a lot of people is, you know, that whole, I'm going to get one over on somebody or I'm going to get one over mm-hmm. on this person or get back at that person or whatever, you know. There's, there's a lot of that in the world today. A lot of people motivated by those types of ends so
4: yeah that's like the i don't know the dark side of competitiveness i think competitiveness Mm -hmm. itself can be a very powerful motivator but when you take it to like a malicious extent to where like you don't want to just be better than the other person you want to like beat the other person down Mm. that's when you've taken it way too far well
1: (laughs) yeah 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 and there's a lot of people out there like that today. oh yeah for sure there's There's a lot of corporations like that i mean yeah yeah. Yeah, this fall again but
0: you know, yeah. I would think there would be so much more competition if there was the availability for smaller businesses
1: the, to succeed. As but the point of Walmart, business is to and, yeah, yeah. the point of business is to have more business. You know, and to increase profits. You know, relentlessly. So, or at least that's yeah, the way our only, system is. You set. can only
0: go gale- go so far with that. Oh, I, I don't, don't disagree point, with you. Once one person has all the money,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't so disagree now. with you. I'm <laughs> just saying is how they see it is it's, you know, the point of them being their existence is to continuously create more profits for their shareholders and for their, you know, their, their company, um, in order to, so, and then how do you accomplish that is to, you know, crush the competition and grow yeah. or, or maybe not crush the competition. Sometimes it's by the competition and so that the their profits feed you your more money. And then you also oftentimes with that. Reduce uh, the labor force and so on and so forth. But anyway,
4: it also helps if you have the government in your pocket to pass yes, regulations that time. hurt the little guys big that can compete time. with you. Big yeah. Time. Big time.
1: yeah, big time.
2: Or that give you tax breaks. It's mm-hmm. why At they're the starting expense.
1: to.
4: Because, yes, every multi billion dollar corporation needs a tax
1: break. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That, that uh, more subsidies small business doesn't it's get welfare for the corporations.
2: Nope. That's right. That the small business does not get, right?
1: Yep. No, like, they don't. And, I can and, tell you coming from, from the point of view of my small businesses that no, there are no there are very little I mean there's if you're starting a small business, there's lots of help, but if you are a small business that is running and, you know, working and making enough to survive, they don't give a shit. There's no subsidies for you. Hey, you're
4: out in the wilderness, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Right? <laughs> you're on your own, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, yep.
2: and and if you lose, no one's gonna, no government's gonna come in and bail you yep. out. That was yep. that was your fault, yeah, right? You're yeah.
0: not too big to fail.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's all about the number of job losses and the amount of money that is behind all of that. That's what matters. So,
2: well. And and that's one of the things that that, that kills me, right? We, again, mm-hmm. this goes into motivation, right? That, that like, I wanted to... Uh, I was going to send you guys this video or whatever, but they talk about, like, how, like, Walmarts are actually a net loss for communities, right? Because mm-hmm. they drive down wages. Mm-hmm. There's a limit... Even though they, they hire a large number of employees, there's actually less people employed... Mm-hmm. at a Walmart than if you had actually broken that Walmart up mm-hmm. and turned it into a bunch of small businesses.
1: It's, it's because a small business has, like, let's say they have 10,000 products and one person overseeing that those 10,000 products on the shelves, where Walmart has one person overseeing 50,000 products on a shelf. So if you have a bunch of small businesses and each one is broken into storefronts and each one is has its own little group of 10,000 products on the shelf, one person that's five jobs for that one at Walmart, you know? So and then the you big have-
4: box store phenomenon, yeah. like it's a little more complicated, like in that not only in terms of employment, but it also it, it drives down the the cost of goods and services for everybody. Yep. Yep. Um yep. and that's in general that's a good thing, but like there are there are trade offs as there are in everything.
0: Yeah. Quality um, goes to shit.
4: Quality does go to shit. I mean, if you buy generic Walmart brand anything, it's garbage, <laughs> you know?
2: Right. And it's going to break down in a, in a little bit and you're going to just have to buy. So you actually, even though you're, you're spending less upfront in the, in the sh- short term, you're actually spending more in the long run because you're having to buy more of those things. Right. Like we went to a nicer place. So, so here's one of like, I remember when my mom got new couches and she was so proud of these like new couches. Right. And I remember feeling it and it feeling weird on the inside. Right. And like at one point I, I was laying on it and there was like a little bit of a dent. I was like, how the fuck did this dent? Right and i realized it's basically like it's not i don't know it might have actually been but it it, it almost felt like cardboard on the inside right whereas my wife and i bought you know we spent like but my again that was what like the the amount that my mom could could afford right my wife and i just recently bought a couch and we were like we're just going to get a nice one that actually has quality or we're going to just get a nice one and hopefully this is going to be one that lasts us for like the next 15 years, right? We'll see. Like, and when I look at it, it's actually, it's made from, um, hard wood. So it's not gonna dent like, like my mom's armrest did, right? Like, I could actually, like, my, like, especially I'm bigger now, like, my big hot behind could actually sit on that armrest and it can carry me because it's actually like hard wood. Right. Made of hardwood and stuff like that. And so this is actually like, we may have to get it reupholstered, especially because we have cats. We like, we may have to get it reupholstered, you know, every so often, but like, like in 10 years or something like that. But like the actual couch itself is going to maintain because it's, 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 you know, one of the things that's made in America. Right. And it's, it's made like with like actual quality. Right. So this, this is going to last us. 15 years, 30 years, something like that, we'll say. Whereas like my mom's couch is going to last maybe five and she's going to have to spend large sums of money that would actually cost more than my couch over, over the long haul because she's having to buy it more often more frequently, get it replaced because it's going to break break down. So even though it's cheaper in the upfront, she's actually going to spend more overall, right? Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, it's because just like an adult's version of the marshmallow test. You know, it's just you think that you're getting a deal and you don't really think about the long term cost. Yeah. All
1: right. It's like this, the, what was that story about the shoes um, that there is a company that sells shoes. It's like this pair of shoes costs $100 and it'll last you. You'll keep your feet warm and dry and it'll last you like years. This shoe over here costs $10. It's made out of cardboard, and it'll it won't keep your feet dry. And it's a true thing. It's like that's the way they used to make shoes, um. And, and you know this is back like hundred years ago kind of thing. It's made out of mostly cardboard. It won't keep your feet very dry or very warm, and it's only going to last you a few months. If you like had spent the mo- or saved the money and bought the shoes that cost a hundred dollars, you'd have shoes for five to ten years that last you know that long with maybe a little bit of repair and upkeep. But the ten dollars shoes you got to buy every three to six months. You add that up, it's like, well, where was the better deal? It was the better deal it was on the more expensive product. Well, know? there's
4: also an uncertainty involved, like um, true, yes. You know, if you look at certain studies that were like, if you give somebody a a, a really fancy meal and you charge them like ten bucks for it, versus if you but charge them like a hundred bucks for it, like they're just not going to think it's as good. Um, if yeah. you if they ch- if you charge a hundred bucks, it could be McDonald's and people be like, mm, this is delicious, you know, uh, <laughs> but.
3: Oh, well, no.
4: <laughs> no, but like and, and, and that I mean I, what I'm saying is that is that like just because something is more expensive and just because they use a lot of uh advertising words and and try to Ooh. sell you on it doesn't necessarily mean that quality is actually there.
1: No, agreed, agreed. <laughs> no. That's that's a tru- you know truism in a way. There's you know um, you get what you pay for but not always. Um
4: Right, right.
1: You know. There's a lot emptor, of people out there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that will sell a service that they say and they they talk up like this is the best service in the world and they're the best yeah and they're the best at doing this service whatever it may be it could be in construction hospitals you know whatever and in reality they don't know the fuck they're doing and they're just charging you twice as much hoping that you know that's what sells the product and then they you know make their money and run away you know um, of course, a lot of them get sued in the end and, you know, lose their asses. And that's why we have a legal system and those abilities to do those things. But it's just, there's, there are, yeah, I get what you're saying. There's a lot of, um, a lot of things like that in this world where, you know. So like, you know, the, $10, the
4: $10 shoes versus the $100 shoes, it's like, yeah, if you look at it just on the basis on face value, then yeah, the $10 is a ripoff. But if you, if you go into it already being skeptical of the hundred dollar shoes you can kind of see why somebody would buy the $10 ones instead.
1: Yeah. Just because they don't want to put
4: 90 bucks down on a risk.
1: Yeah. And then there's also the possibility of, you know, well, what happens if those hundred dollar shoes get ruined, you know, Right, that, you know, yeah, the dog gets a hold of them and tears them apart, yada yada yada. You know?
4: Well, that's when you go to the insurance company, and they are hey, always on it. there. You go. <laughs> yeah.
1: They'll they'll pay you fifty dollars for those hundred dollars shoes, you know,
4: <laughs> and charge you like fifty bucks a month.
1: <laughs> and, and and on top of that, you got a deductible, so you know you got to pay ten dollars to get the fifty dollars. <laughs> exactly, that they yeah. charged you fifty dollars for. So.
2: <laughs> So, but also like with it, is that like, so a couple of things that I wanted to touch on is that, that like, when we make it here, the reason that we don't make it here and we make it in like Vietnam and, and over in other countries is because they pay the workers. So little,
4: yeah, cheap labor. Right? Yeah,
2: exactly. And they, they pay it so little, they make it, you know, and they make it cheap. Right. And so, and then they, they bring it in. Right. Whereas if they made it here, they would pay higher level of costs. Uh, as far or a higher level of, of um, uh, salary. Higher wage. Right? Yeah, higher higher wage. wage. Right? Thank you. Like a higher wage. But if we paid a higher wage, then the people, kind of like Henry Ford, right? Mm-hmm. The reason yeah. that he paid, he, there's a couple of reasons why he paid his employees so well it, is because it was costing him so much to have to train people, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, he wanted to keep them. Kept, Cause they kept on leaving, right? Mm-hmm. But also, and also one of the reasons why we have weekends, right? Is also because he wanted, uh, people to be able to, he, because his best customers were his employees, mm-hmm. right? Which is also why we have the weekend. One of the weekends is because labor, because of the labor wars, but also because Henry Ford was like, well, if we have weekends, they can come here and buy the cars. If I'm working them to death, there is no time for them to actually come in and buy the cars. Because they're spending all their time. And there's working. no
1: motivation for them to own a car. They can't go anywhere. Right. They can't go for a drive.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They can't use them. Yeah, up, what's right? the car
1: for? To get them to work? <laughs> what
2: motivation is that? Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so. And so, so, so if we made things here, right, we would actually, and, and yes, we would be paying, you know, higher wages, but, and here's the problem. And this is the part that, that really infuriates me because when you go and you work for a company, one of the things they do in HR is they talk about where their money goes for. And I worked at a number of not-for-profits and I wish back then I had asked this question because they would always break down where, where their money's going. And so like the vast majority of it was going to pay for uh, salaries. Right. Mm -hmm. And the question that I always wished I asked was wait, of that pie, how much of that salary pie is going to executive co- uh, uh, salaries versus your average worker costs, salaries, right? Yeah. Where's it like, where's the breakdown on how much of that salary cost is going towards the, the, um, the lowest level, co- like employees, right? Wage po- employees, the mid level managers, and then the executives. Cause I promise you that giant portion the vast majority of that salary is going to the, 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 mm-hmm. the fewest number of the
1: people. CEOs and the, and right, the, 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 yeah, the, yeah, the, the people actually making yeah, the right. fucking yeah. shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Right. In, in nonprofit, a
1: lot of nonprofits exist solely to funnel money to upper management. That's what they're, they yeah. exist for. They may, per, you know, provide a service, and they may, you know, or they may be collecting money to use towards, you know, like, what was it? The Salvation Army or Goodwill or something like that is I can't.
4: Goodwill is definitely it for profit. So, yeah,
1: therefore, well, there was a nonprofit. I can't remember which one it was that was or maybe it was Red Cross that was like it was like the vast majority of the money that goes to it is actually just. You know, basically funneled to the upper management, and you right. know, not a whole lot actually ends up in the hands of the people that need the service. You know, no, a lot of nonprofits
4: so, and a lot of charities are
2: basically yeah. just
1: legitimate
4: yeah. money laundering
1: schemes. Yeah, if you yeah, get right, right down to it. All, all, honestly, ultimately, that's what they are. Yeah. So,
2: and when they break down the salaries, they or when they break down where their money's going, they only list it as salaries, they don't list mm-hmm. which salary. Right. right. And that's and that's why they're able to like, well, no, it's because of all of these people that we're funneling. Right. Because we have so many employees. Yeah. But you're paying them dirt cheap. Right. And again, it's also like one of the problems with Amazon is a lot of people are like Amazon's fighting for, you know, Amazon came out and they're like, we're going to pay $15 an hour. Right. Because that's the big. Woo, right. The big like, push ooh, was wow. $15 yeah. an hour. Wait. but Thank you fact, for that's the a, bare
0: minimum. No, yeah, but really. here's.
2: No, not even the bare minimum. They're just, because here's the thing is that you're talking about factory workers. The average salary for a factory worker in the nation is $25 an hour. So you're actually cutting wages by $10 an hour. Mm -hmm. Like, don't give me this crap that you're, you're upping it. Mm -hmm. You're actually lowering and, and, and you're driving. and, 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 you know, again, because, because again, a lot of factory workers are unionized. And those unions fight for better wages, right? Because of the collective agreements. Whereas Amazon wasn't unionized and now they're, and why they're fighting so fervently to keep from being unionized. Because again, all of that money and all of that, you know, salary that they spend on needs to be going to, you know, Bezos and the executives and, and all that. That's where all of the money is going to.
0: That's one of the things keeping me where I'm at is because like you said, what the average wage? Yeah. Across the country is 25. I'm pulling like 28. Um, and still with the cost of everything else, it's like 40 hours a week is fine. But now everything else, health insurance and everything going up, it's like, now I'm like, I gotta pull a couple more hours. I gotta pull a couple yeah. more hours in you know, every, and it's, it's getting exhausting
4: and yeah, it's right. getting worse. It's not going to get yeah. any better anytime soon.
2: Yeah. And, 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 uh, and that's raising your, your cortisol levels. That's raising your stress hormone levels. Yeah. That's causing you to gain like with all of that stress, that's causing you to gain weight, which then is increasing your health issues, right. right. And, and worsening your health issues. Um, and, and I, I'm using you as the, the example. Yeah. This that's
4: is happening stuff. to everybody across the entire country. One. Yeah. Right. So, Healthcare no. costs are necessitating going up just because of that, just because of and, the right. increased to use average healthcare- stress level baseline.
2: Right. Right. We're having to utilize the, the, the health system more. We're having to, which then increases like the cost, increases demands on health providers, which we don't have enough of. Right. And and yeah. good luck trying to find and, a therapist and,
4: and these days. Jesus Christ.
2: I don't <laughs> don't and so you got I, compassion fatigue, right? So go ahead, Joe. Sorry.
0: That and you know businesses cutting costs is they're putting more of the cost of insurance on the employee and not yep. covering mm-hmm. as much yep. as they used to. Yep, because yep. Because they want to maximize their profits and fuck you. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's you you you're starting to see more groups starting to unionize too. It's like I was watching a thing with Starbucks CEO. Yep um talking about the dangers of you know employees unionizing and it's like well, this is what happens when you fuck people with too much they finally yep. stand up yep. but they've been trying to kill unions for decades dude you know? i
2: like i i'm telling you man I, like i i think we're we're moving into the next like we're creeping into the next Labor wars, and it was truly a labor war. People died in the original labor labor wars. Mm-hmm. There were deaths there were violence and and here's the part that like a lot of people don't talk about who was used to quell the labor uprisings The police the police yeah. became the 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 military force for the corporations to squash the labor war- uh, uprisings. They were doing what they were supposed to. So are our- exactly right. The police. Mm-hmm. And again, this is, and it goes back to like some of the origins of the police were, you know, like, you know, to c- keep the slaves back, you know, back in the fields. Right. And even, you know, can, can, that's a myth. The, the-
4: I mean, that's, that was one of the jobs of the original police, but that's not, like, why they were formed. That's a myth. No,
2: no, no. No, no, no. That, no, I agree. I agree. That wasn't why they were formed, but that was one of their responsibilities.
4: Okay. Right? Just, I just want to make that clear for anybody listening. Yes. <laughs> that yes. is no. a very no. pernicious no. and annoying myth.
2: People
1: listen no, to this. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm no, talking I'm to right. you guys.
4: Yeah. You three <laughs> are the people I'm talking to. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: like people listen to this dumb asses <laughs> 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 fucking moron
4: that's wasting time jesus yeah jesus
1: right. you, you ever seen uh, um jeff dunham and the uh, what's his name walter the old guy his dummy mm-hmm. jeff Dunham, oh, the, the ventriloquist the uh, old guy is, he's always like dumbasses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway mm.
4: but really scott what does this have to do with motivation
2: no so, so okay okay mm. So I was going to get to our motivation, again, even our, 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 cultural motivation, right? Is that like we've, it's in, in, it started to creep into our own motivations. Like you said, like Joe br- brought up that there's a competition of working excessive hours and getting pride. That we're making profits, not for ourselves, but for these oligarchs, right? So that they mm-hmm. can get wealthier off of our lives. And because again, when you're spending 16 hours a day, like five days a week, there's no time for Like on the weekends, when you're working like that, when you get a weekend, all you can do is crash. Right? When you're working 100 hours a week. There is like, there is no time for you to actually, you know, live. All you're doing is surviving so that you can then devote your work, your, your life to this other person. And it's this, this, this corruption, especially when it comes to men, right? That men are like toil in the, the field kind of concept that, that, and we get this pride from that.
4: Oh, right? we got this, like, when- we still, we're still suffering from this like 1950s, um, uh, masculinity culture where we're supposed to basically sacrifice everything in order to work for the family to work, you know, work our backs out and, you know, make sure that the, the family is provided for above all else and fuck you if you don't care. Like, fuck you if you need a rest. Like, that's not your job. You're the and, man. And, mm-hmm. and, and not
3: even the-
2: and only fiscally provided for.
4: Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not like emotionally. Yeah. No,
1: God, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And the, the whole, if concept- you have emotions,
4: you drink whiskey. That's what that's for.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. And the whole, the that's whole right. concept of the nuclear family, where your family and inside your household is all that really matters. And you have to take care of just that. It cuts you off from the community. And, oh, for you, know, sure. the, you know, not just the community as a whole, but also the rest of your own family, you know, where you start treating your household minus your parents, you know, they're their own household, you are now your household, and your cousins are their household and your brothers and sisters have their own households. And they're all separate. And nobody is trying to look at the family as a unit like they do, like the whole family as a unit like they do. in like, you know, a lot of European countries and other places in the world, or indigenous, in, uh, the, indigenous, the yes. Indigenous and people, even yeah, Japan here. and China and whatnot, where the entire family is seen as um, you know, equally important and part of your overall household. You know, just you, to be you know, clear, you're you're your speaking yeah.
4: in generalizations. Like, yes, this yeah. is true yeah. for a lot of the yeah. the nuclear family model. Yeah, um, yeah. I just yeah. wanted to be clear because when I was growing up, that's the way our family yeah. is. Is that like yeah. every member of the family is important I, as as important? I, and gotcha. Like there aren't separate households. We're all one big family. You know.
1: Yeah, I am well, speaking I, in generalizations. I yeah, I
2: think that. I think that's true, like, when we look at ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a clash between what our society, like, I, 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 I say this, like, often, I haven't said it here, but I, like, we are in a toxic relationship with our society that's a narcissistic, like, that's a narcissist, right? Our society is a narcissistic society that, that, And we're in a toxic relationship with it, right? That, that, and when you're in a, a, a relationship with a narcissist, everything you do is to make the narcissist's life better at the expense of your own, right? And so we need to work excessive hours so that we can make, you know, society better, right? Which is now like, you know, we've, we've all like us in our chats seem to agree like we are if we're not there already, we're moving towards an oligarchy, right? And you know, and they're like Eric, you brought up, like they, you know, they've got the government in their pockets, stuff like that, that all this corruption, blah, blah, blah. blah right. That that and they're kind of deciding what the the society is supposed to do, right? And this has been in an in Uh, um, a creeping, the words are escaping me, a creeping insidious pathology, right? That's been growing and growing and growing that if we, that we isolate. And again, like I said, when it comes to mental health, one of the biggest pathology or uh, pathologic aspects of mental health, mental illness is Isolating yourself from your community, right? So we all isolate and we're all in it for ourselves, right? We get this kind of like talk down that you have to like, it's your responsibility to take care of you. But then when you look at the people, the individuals, we all feel that we have an obligation to one another, like, or we have a want to help one another, right? And even when it comes to the family, we want to take care of our elders, even though our society says, there is no benefit to, uh, for them because they are no longer producing, right? Even when we talk about our obligation to our elders who paid into like social security, social security is, is welfare. Social security is an entitlement. Well, right. And that's, and that concept of entitlement is often portrayed as a negative thing, right? Well, but, but, but I'm entitled to a TV. If I go into Best Buy, no one goes there anymore. But if I go into Best Buy and I get money for a TV, I'm fucking entitled to that TV. And if they want to give me a smaller TV, even though I paid for this fucking TV.
4: No, I'm sorry. I'm you, just-
2: I am entitled to that.
4: I'm sorry, I'm just picturing you walking into a Best Buy and it's like all covered in cobwebs, and all the workers are just skeletons in their <laughs> Best Buy outfits. Right.
2: Give me my damn TV. Scott, it's a skeleton. They got, that, like,
1: they got that one that one guy who's the manager walking around is like skin and bones, half dead, well, you know, <laughs> How can I help you?
2: <laughs> Welcome to Looks Best like Buy. A- <laughs> <laughs> Something out of The Walking Dead, right? We got TVs
1: and appliances from like 15 years ago, but
2: have <laughs> you heard, heard of the Geek Squad?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. they, they ignore me. Yeah, I was I <laughs> never get help that's yeah, like, uh, true when I, walk <laughs> no, I don't think best anybody's ever is. spoken to me <laughs> yeah I, it's, it's almost like the employees there are just there to socialize uh, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> <That's true>. the <laughs> only time
2: the only time i like you really get any like interaction with the 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 best Buy like people is when you're checking out and mm-hmm. then when you're trying to exit with with something that mm-hmm. the, the security guys like well, let me see that let me let
3: yeah yeah. Oh, okay. yeah
2: right that's it that's it like, are you trying to steal from us and give me your money? That's it. It's that's like it. there's,
1: there's, you're in there, there's employees everywhere, but they, right. it's like, they're not there to like interact with you. They're there right. to interact right. with each other. Cause there'll be like a little group of them, like three of them all talking <laughs> over there, you know? And, and then it's like, you're like, Exc- excuse me, can you? I, do you have film for this camera? And they're like, cause I was in there. My daughter had a Polaroid a one of those
0: shopping. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. She has one of those Polaroid Insta, whatever they are. You know, it's, it's kind of a nostalgia thing. Kids love them. Um, but, uh, so I was like, yeah, my, do you have my film has- for this? And the ladies like, looks at me like, ah. You know, kind of thing. And it's like, like
4: you walked like, into her living room and did this. Yeah. yeah. It's she, like she, she's like,
1: workplace. <laughs> she's like, I don't know, like 19 or something, you know, and it's just mm. like, I, I'm, I'm in the camera department. You're here too. I assume this is your, oh, I, I don't work this department. Let me go help you. I know, go get somebody else. And it's like, I'm standing there for like 15 minutes. I'm like, I got places to be, you know, I had to get her to camp. And, uh, that's what we're buying the film for was for her right. little camera to take to camp. And, uh, you know, finally somebody shows up. It's like, Oh no, we don't have film for that one. You'll have to buy a new camera. It's like, fuck. (laughs) Go buy the the different brand or whatever. And yeah, anyway. But yeah, yeah, it's just, it's funny how they they all act like it's a big inconvenience for you to even be in the store to begin with.
2: But, you know, but kind of like bringing it off those rails. Like, the, 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 right. But no, like, like we treat Social Security like it's like we call it an entitlement like that's a bad thing but like fuck you this person has paid into social security their whole goddamn life
4: yeah they yes, are entitled, entitled, entitled to it, it. yes
2: right <laughs> you're you're right they purchased it it's their fucking money dipshit yeah
1: of yeah. course
4: the government like should like, not have already spent it
1: yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. right <laughs> and not just that they should have invested it to make it bigger you exactly. Know, oh, it's a monthly, dude. you're making a, you're making a payment into a retirement fund that never seems to do anything, which and there is sucks. no fund.
4: It's just a bunch of IOUs. <laughs> exactly.
3: No. No. Yeah.
2: I, and, and again, people like, again, like one of the things that like irks me was how people like chat on, uh, um, oh, what's his name that did, uh, um, the, 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 an inconvenient truth. Um, former Al Gore. Al Gore, thank you. My God, how, like, you can tell the coffee has not kicked in. Sorry. Um So, but, like, Al Gore, in his debate with Bush, kept on saying, like, we need to put a lockbox on Social Security. And they're like, lockbox, 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 lockbox. Ha, 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 ha. Now we're like, motherfucker, we should have had a lockbox on that goddamn Social Security. Like, he was actually, like saying something true. Like this is not the government's money. Right. And the
4: fucked up thing is, is in his second term, George W. Bush was saying some of the same things. Oh
2: yeah. (laughs) yeah.
4: He got crucified from the right for it, but like, yeah, he was basically sounding like Al Gore when he was talking about social security.
2: And like, so like this concept, so because like, and it's this, this, this concept, like, because the banks want that money so badly, right? They want it so badly so that they can do their gambling and all that stuff. Um, and their derivative trading and blah, blah, blah. And, but like, because elderly are no longer producing like this, this, uh, um, you know, puritan, uh, this Calvinistic kind of, um, Protestant, I'm sorry, Protestant work ethic, right? That, that this corruption of that concept of work, it gets you into heaven. Right. When they're actually talking about works or service to the community,
4: not just labor. Right. Right.
2: Right, Exactly. Right. But we've corrupted that. And now because the elderly can no longer works do work. Right.
3: Now they, they no
2: longer have a value. Right. And, and so now they're, they're, Oh, you're entitled to the money that you, you know, put into the government and you feel like you're you're owed something. We need to sweep them under the rug, right? Whereas the individuals were like, "No, we need to not sweep grandma into the rug under the rug. Like we need to actually take care of it, right?" So it's that conflict. I don't
4: know. It really depends on the grandma.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. I was going to say there are some people. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, 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 there are some people I would really happen. like
1: to sweep grandma um, under the rug. No, no,
2: no. But for mo- for the, the most part, most Ooh. people, right? Most people have an earnest caring. For their family. D- right?
1: Define people. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, okay. I, I cared about my grandmother, but I also kind of wanted to sweep her under the rug. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just, it's just a, this, the glue back. cemetery
0: count as a rug? <laughs> I always thought that was a complete waste of space.
2: <laughs> it is, now totally.
1: Once upon a part time, those were the green. parks.
4: And when you really, like, read up on what they do to a body before they bury it, fuck that. Cremate me, man. That's that's just... Yeah. I don't want anybody shoving cotton up my ass. Thank you very the, much.
1: The, the, oh, the great right. thing about cremation is you can then take your relative and put them on the mantle place. And keep man, them turn, with you.
4: Turn you into a Chotsky.
0: Yeah. Just exactly. think exactly. like
1: of all the... the, the uh...
0: Um, anti-gay people that are going to wind up with an AV plug shoved up their ass. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) You got to keep everything in from leaking out.
4: (laughs) Got to watch out for that Santorum.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I haven't heard that in a while. Oh, that's so good. God, that was beautiful.
0: (laughs) Oh. Yeah, but getting back to like uh stealing of money, that was like what was um with where I work. A company bought us um solely to try and get our pension. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that'll happen. It was
0: overvested and it's it's probably a lot more money than actually will be distributed, but That was all paid in by employees, and it's been cut off. I was the last group of people that were hired able to get a pension. Mm -hmm. They cut it off. Now everybody that's hired in can only get the 401k option. And this all started when the um, one company bought us. They were trying to figure out how to minimize the amount of money that's going to be paid out. And then just pocket yep. all the rest. Yep. Which it's not their that fucking all money all the time. It's not their fucking money. But that was the sole purpose for buying the company. And then they realized they weren't gonna get it, so they bailed and sold. But the rest of the employees now are still stuck with not being able to partake of the pension. So
2: No and, and, but again, and and the whole purpose of pensions was Look, man. Two things. First off, it, it it you know right now, no one's really invested into their companies except unless you own the company, right? Like yeah,
4: if you ask me, yeah. all employees should have a stake in their company, like just yeah, by they took that away like that. from
2: us. We
0: yeah. used to have that.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, like and and also like in Germany, like I think it's like forty percent of the board has to be made up of employees, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And. And so, so like, and I, I, to me, I think that's an excellent model, right? Because. Amen. Awesome. Right. Hey, hey, see, <laughs> we're, we're finding.
0: Yeah, because right? Now we have a finding voting... middle grounds. I'm still
4: not going to eat the rich, but yes, common ground. <laughs> yeah.
1: But they're but t- so tasty with barbecue sauce. <laughs> you got to, yeah, it's low and it's, slow. It's all, you got to. <laughs> yeah. It's all how you prepare them. You,
2: you know, little mustard you gotta seeds. You got to look at too. Kentucky gold, like barbecue sauce, like that stuff on some, (laughs) like that Kentucky, like it's like this, this bourbon, it's, it's a mustard sauce, like the Carolina mustard barbecue sauce, but with a little bit of bourbon in it, that gives it a little bit of a, a a darker, like flavor. You put that on like a Bezos leg.
0: (laughs) Fucking beautiful.
2: Like that. How much is that per pound? (laughs) Oh my God.
1: It's like Wagyu.
2: (laughs) Right, right. But I swear to God, when I tasted that, I I swear to God, I saw the face of God. So (laughs) no, no, but no, like it, like this, this, and again, it, 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 and pensions. So it got you invested in the company. You stayed with the company and the company was seen to owe you something for the service that you're doing for them, right? And when now that we've gotten away from that, and I can just take my 401k, go somewhere else. I still hold on to my 401k. I just transfer it over to this new company's. Now there's no investment in the the the, the company, and this is to me this is the oligarchies doing, right? What we're seeing right now is that. They've gotten people so uninvested in the companies that they run that now the people are starting to fight against those companies because they're seeing the company as the enemy. And so now that's leading to more unionization, right? Had they just been happy with the cake that they had and stopped having the greed as their motivator? Right? If they would have kept with pensions, because they're costly, but they're but then what are you doing with that fucking money? That's the part that pisses me off, right? What are you doing like the employees are paying into that pension fund and you're like, Oh shit, we gotta pay it out. Well then what the fuck are you doing with that money? Well, we wanna take it and like Joe said, we wanna take some of it and give it to our stockholders to make a profit for our stockholders.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the cheap way, or the uh, sleazy way out right there.
0: Yeah, we used to have pension. We had profit sharing, right? We had retirement medical. We had, um, what was it? Uh, Overtime compensation. It was basically the amount of average hours you worked um, per week. When you took a vacation and you, t- you you it divided up, you actually would make more while you were off than you did working hourly. Based on how much overtime you had worked, it brought your average pay wage up. In the 11 years I've been there, everything's gone except for my pension. Yeah. You, know, you know, like, Like I said, the medical, they're now off bearing more of that onto us, Um, trying to figure a way of cutting hours. Um.
4: Okay, um, (laughs) just a quick instant fact check, because I just got sucked into a rabbit hole. Um, Union membership is actually down and going down, but at the same time, uh, public support for unions is going up. So what I think is happening is this oligarchy war that Scott is talking about is that they're winning. They're, they're making private unionization rates go down, but at the same time, people are seeing that they're winning and don't like it, which is why support for unions is going up. That's just my guess based on the right, data. That's I what I was saying.
3: They've been trying to kill
4: unions
1: for decades. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also just, yeah. you know, I- information is it's, it's more in your face these days that, you know, the, the, the people at the top how how much more rich they are than the, the average. Yeah,
4: they're shooter. launching their penis rockets into space. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right? by, by and easier. then there's like the, the whole, you know, SpaceX one that just went up with what, four guys that paid $55 million a piece to go sit on the space station for a few days or something? Oh, on yeah. On a little space cation thing? Yeah. It's like, right? what could I, I what could I do with $1 million of that 55 You know, it's like, Holy crap. Uh,
4: if I had that crazy. kind of money, I would definitely spend it to go to space though. So. <laughs> no,
2: no. And I, I get it. Like, look, I don't begrudge them. Like I, like I don't begrudge them spending that money to go to space. Like I agree with you. If I had a few billion dollars, what the fuck is 55 million. Right? Like if I'm a billionaire, 55 million is nothing, right? What was it? I did, I, I, like, I did, uh like.
1: Well, that's kind of my point of the whole, like, you know, what could I do with just one of those million, 55 right. million dollars, you know? Well, so it's what, like, what you, you know, if me. I had a million bucks, what I could do with that versus it's like it would benefit me far more than it benefits them. So, right. you know, so yes, it's their money and they're entitled to it. But at the same time, it's like, where did they get uh, that money?
2: I was right. Yeah, exactly. Where did they
1: get that money? You say it's their money.
2: It's our money. (laughs) It's our
1: money that they took. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Through through means that are technically legal. So.
2: Yeah. No, I no, I I like Eric. I like I I I feel like that kind of like, eh, (laughs) like I don't uh, I don't agree with that one entirely, right? Because. I, I, I think if violent. you're rich enough
1: to fly to fucking space, you're rich enough to give most of your fucking money away to the people or to give your employees raises. You know what I'm saying? Like, whose backs do they have to stand on to get to space? Is my whole point there. It's it's ridiculous to me. It's absolute fucking ridiculousness. They, they You know, yeah, if you have the money, yeah, sure, great, that'd, that'd be a lot of fun. I'd love to go to space. But, you know, I neither think I'm qualified to go to space or deserving, you know, it's like it, what have I done? It, you know, and even if I had the money and felt like I was important enough, you know, is what is what is going to come from me going to space? Is there going to be any kind of a, you know, am I going to come up with some, you know, uh new uh research or something from going up there or so, is there some sort of benefit to the rest of the world from me going up there? No, there's no fucking benefit for me going up there. So what's the point?
4: Well, if the you know? system worked perfectly, which Granted, it it definitely
1: does not. If it did,
4: then the money you would be spending to go into space would be going to other people. So you would be distributing your money by spending it. But of course, that's not how our system works. works. You're just distributing it to other rich assholes.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. Right. And and again, I like the 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 Apollo moon missions, right? The the technological advances that we got. -hmm. From that, right? Even something Mm -hmm. as simple as the microwave oven, Mm -hmm. right? And tang. Don't forget tang. Oh, yeah. But no, I mean, like, there are thousands.
1: Microwave tang. tang. That sounds
3: disgusting. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's not what I meant by that.
2: (laughs) It also sounds like it could be, like, you know, like a a sex, like one of those, like, rusty trombone kind of, (laughs) like.
1: Yeah. The microwave tang.
2: Microwave. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like I want to dip my term. balls oh, in it
2: oh maybe after I treat kill. you like a refrigerator I'm going to give you my microwave tang I want to dip my balls in it we're going to do the microwave <laughs> tang and you're just going to be like mmm what
3: anyway <laughs> get on that
2: microwave tang lick it <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Come on, well, Scott, you
4: have a vested interest in private my, space travel.
2: <laughs> no, 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 I, I do. I actually, actually yes, like you I, do like no, full no, no, no. Disclosure. I I need a full disclosure. My, <laughs> my wife previously worked for the space penis company <laughs> and, and is in the, and, and possibly uh, may return. We don't know. Uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. But More power to her. Like, right. Hey, but, I, got, again, I got no problem with the people that
1: are making it possible for these things to happen. Right. I just have a problem with the people actually getting on the fucking rocket.
2: Oh, and don't get it wrong. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Because, like like, these rocket people... Like whether it's Virgin, Rocket man. SpaceX, Rocket man oh my God, Blue <laughs> not. like yeah. I have such immense contempt for all of them, right? <laughs> like I have such immense, like because again, like what was that? I I, I did the 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 calculation. It's something like. With the money that Bezos and Musk have together combined. Yeah. It's something like you could, you could stack those one dollar bills on top of each other and it would go to the moon and back like something like four times. I think
1: it's more like, than that actually, but yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: something insane, right? Mm-hmm. It's an immense amount, like to the moon and back. It takes fucking three days to get to the moon on a rocket. Mm hmm going faster than the speed of fucking sound right it still takes three days like and they can go with the with one dollar bills that you stack their money it could go at least four there and back four times that's that's ridiculous that's stupid right that's stupid money right i could be
0: so much more motivated if i didn't have to worry about all my bills yeah right that amount of money you know yeah you think that but it's not true (laughs)
2: Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Right, true, but no, no. But I do think there's something to keep that. Keep subscribing
0: right? to more shit. <laughs> no.
1: What, what, what was it that, that they said in the Soviet Union? They pretend to pay us, and we pretend to work, or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No,
2: but again, that's that's where I go. That's where some of this pathology is, is that we've gotten into a habit of seeking happiness rather than fulfillment or satisfaction. Right. Mm-hmm. That. That, and happiness is oftentimes, in our society, an external motivator, right? Like, this new game made me happy, or this new car made me happy. But eventually, that car becomes your pain in the ass, because now you gotta fix another goddamn thing on it, right? And, unless you buy a Toyota. Yeah, true. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> drive yeah, that bitch toy- into the ground, right? <laughs> Just oh keep my running, God, dude. dude. My Honda was like four hundred thousand miles on that son of a bitch, like that Honda Civic. I had that thing for fucking twenty years almost, like so, like uh, or it's twenty years old almost. And so, so like um, it, like, but we're seeking, we're we're oftentimes looking for external motivators to drive us to accomplish things. Rather than the internal motivators. So when, when Joe says, if I'm not stressed about, because like there is a bell curve to, to, to action, right? And that if you don't have like, you know, the, the, the concept, like if you've got a project that's due and it's three months out, you're not going to worry about it because you're on this end of the bell curve, right? There's no, there's no trust. Right. It's three months away. I'll get to it, right? Mm -hmm. If it's three days away and it's a major project, now you're too stressed and you're like, or the next day, right? Like, fuck it. I'm not going to do anything because it's too, it's too late. The stress level is too much. Yeah. And now you've actually suppressed, you know, action, right? That's yeah. when I do my best so,
4: work. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> same with me. Uh, I, when I, when, when I have a, uh, um, like a drawing that needs to be done, like a floor plan or, or elevations or something like that for a house, And I, I work best under a tight deadline. I'll get it done in a fucking day. What would take me a week, you know, if I didn't have one. So,
4: but normal people, I get it. Like they get overwhelmed. They become paralyzed in an act.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, Damien, if you have, what if you like completely forgot about that one and you had to do it in 30 minutes?
1: I'd stop possible. I would, I would turn something out. I would have something to show the client. But it would be like, I'm real sorry. I I forgot all about your project. you know right. <laughs> It'd be like, here's, but- here's a little sketch
2: I did with a crayon. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. But that, see, like you would just like, like your motivation to actually get it done. Mm-hmm. Well, it's impossible. I can't do it.
1: Right. No, I'd still try. I'd still try no- to show them something. No, but, you you know. might
2: get something, but you're not going to yeah. get the, you're not going to actually put the full oh, effort yeah. into it. Right? Well,
1: yeah, I, I would not, uh, there's no way to to get it done. So I would sketch But his what problem I can. wouldn't
4: be a lack of motivation. He'd still be motivated because he'd still try to put yeah. something out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Too shame. Yes. What Eric said.
2: I word. <laughs> if you, if you Word's have. Good. Right. But do you, okay. Your kid has, you find out your kid has cancer. Your mom's in the hospital, you have four projects, and you find out that you might get kicked out of your house. The stress from all of that gets so overwhelming, you simply shut down. Go fishing. <laughs> right, exactly. Do you do you get what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. we, it, when the stress levels get so overwhelming, sometimes we're like, I'm going back into bed. Yep. Fuck this. I'm not facing. Oh yeah, dick, right. That's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like when it comes to the other end of the bell curve, right?
4: Sorry, I got what you were trying to say.
0: I was just being right. a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt the past two weeks.
2: You yeah. were being you were being the Bezos rocket.
1: L-
0: lack of
2: sleep
1: doesn't help you.
2: <laughs> no, right, yeah. right, no. But In, exactly when you right. have a
0: brain that doesn't like to turn
1: off, yeah, I had that. I don't normally have insomnia, but I had that happen to me, like. Three weeks ago, I just could not sleep all damn night. It was like horrible. I just, I, how do people that that deal with that all the time deal with that?
4: That's I just crazy. I wind up writing when that happens. It happens um, to me like once every two or three weeks, and that's that's actually when really, I get my best uh, writing work done.
1: Oh, yeah, well, see, then you turn it into a productive experience. I laid in yeah. bed, tossed and turning the whole damn night. That'll drive you
4: insane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Was <laughs> it something I ate? What was it? I got this to do tomorrow. I got this to do tomorrow. I almost got up at one point and whipped out the laptop and started working. But I was like, nah, I'm going to lay here and hopefully fall asleep. Yeah, it never happened. So I think I, I think I fell asleep like 30 minutes before the alarm went off. <laughs> <laughs> So we probably should get back on subject because it's I gotta go here soon anyway. Yeah. So.
2: so but but also like I like I I think that that the the we've like personally I just feel like we've gotten into a corruption and a compli confliction uh uh between our individual motivators and what mm-hmm. society's trying to tell us, right? And that that leads to this pathologic behavior of dads. Like we, mm-hmm. like we said, they're not the emotional nurturers. They're not the emotional providers. We put that on, and I think that's also what causes some of the the conflict between men and women is that we get so obsessed in one area of provi- providing, right, mm-hmm. that we neglect all the others, leaving it for women to to manage, right? And like our our way of providing is by providing, you know, money and punishment right? Like wait till your father gets home, which, which doesn't work. Right. And it's also mm-hmm. one of the things that I hate about our our judicial system because our way of punishment, like if you've committed a crime, you're not going to actually get punished until like two years later, right? Mm-hmm. When the court finally says, this is what your punishment, well, punishment has to be an immediate response for it to be effective. Otherwise it's not an effective. Otherwise you're punishing them for something that's not even done, right? Like, in those two years, whatever they did, they could have actually gone to therapy, they could have gone and done all of this work, and then you're finally... and and become better people, and then in the process of becoming better people, now you're punishing them, and now it has this feeling of, you punished me for being a better person.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, some some of the... There is some punishment immediately, depending on what the crime is. You know, I mean, if you getting a bar fight, you're going to jail that night. There's your punishment right, right there. But you right. do something, you know, uh, like blue collar crime, or I'm sorry, white collar crimes or something like that, or, you know, anything that doesn't require them to throw you in a hole for the night kind of thing to, to save other people from you. Then, yeah, the punishment is it's down the road. You know, it's well, if
4: I may sound like a, yeah pretentious, uh, criminal justice undergraduate. Um, the idea behind (laughs) that kind of punishment isn't necessarily punishing the individual who committed the crime. It's deterring other people from committing the same crime. The idea is a deterrence model of criminal justice, Mm. not, not a, not a vengeance model. And that's actually the term they use vengeance model. Um, so that, that's where I think you're getting disconnected, but I do agree that that's not an effective method of, criminal reform you're not trying to reform people you're not you're not trying to do anything good for them you're just trying to offer deterrence for others and our system has taken that to a ridiculous extreme to the point where we're like locking up a higher percentage of our population than any other country in the entire world and right. why
2: <laughs> like well because we need the slave labor
4: uh, it's annoying right perverse incentives all the way around
2: right right But also, like, uh, um, like you said, like, like we even know that deterrence doesn't work because yeah, deterrence
4: doesn't really work either. Yeah,
2: (laughs) right. Because we still have murders, right? We have the death penalty, and people still kill people, right? That doesn't, you know, that might prevent me from killing someone right now. I mean, it it, is very hard to get.
4: Yeah, it's very hard to measure the effect of deterrence because you have to you're measuring a negative. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we're, we're measuring the effects of deterrence on how many people actually, you know, get arrested for doing the thing that we're trying to deter. But, you know, like uh, if I'm like use bar fight as an example, if I'm at a bar and somebody starts like, you know, stepping up on me, I'm, I'm very unlikely to get in a fight with that person unless they're actually like attempting to harm me or somebody I'm with right then. I'm not just going to like start swinging because somebody called me a pussy. You know, what if they insulted
4: I, your wife's hair?
1: I would be. I would probably laugh because, well, my ex-wife is. <laughs>
0: you had to go there,
1: didn't you? I was
0: wondering if the, we were just going to, yeah, leave
1: yeah. Uh, over that. Yeah, there it is. Topic. Come on, we're talking about not, toxic masculinity. I would, I would I not Will Smith it. You know? <laughs> you know, will not Will Smith the problem. But uh you, you know what I'm saying is there there is deterrence there because I am deterred from doing what I would otherwise say is my natural inc- inclination. I say it as it's my natural, the thing in the back of my head gnawing at me, going, "He just called you a pussy." You know what are you going to do about it? And there's that ta- you know that um toxic masculinity in the background. You know, well, in I mean, its voice, you know, things, in
4: its purest so. form, you're saying that the legal yeah. system is working because it's yes. actually. Modifying your natural instinctive Correct. behavior into something yes. that's more civilized.
1: Correct. No, yes. it's,
2: it's modifying his learned behavior. Right? Okay. Correct. Fair. Yes. Fair.
1: Fair. But and that's but what it's we for. Taught,
2: if we taught a different, but no, if we taught a different behavior, like when you saw that guy uh, going like you fucking pussy, instead mm. you would say like, dude, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened to you. Yeah. But I'm sorry that you're so hurt mm-hmm. that you feel like the need to come after me, man. I yeah. hope, I hope, well, the, 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 the problem you,
1: with the, the whole idea of like, you know, modifying the learned behavior is that systemic so- society wide. You know, it's like we'd have to take all of the shows of off of TV and all of the movies and throw them away because there's so much of that
0: you know, you behavior. Could, you, no, you just continually you know. push. Yeah. No, and but culture is
4: constantly changing. Like, it, it's an evolution. Yeah, but, and
0: it's
1: something that's I, very slow, yeah. a lot
4: slower than you want it to be, but it yeah. is a real well, thing.
1: What I'm if saying is. If you try to
4: authoritarianism your way into it yeah. by, like, outlawing no, 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 no. everything that goes against what you perceive as the perfect utopian cultural yeah, you know, milieu,
1: a, a, that's agreeing, not going to work I'm, either. <laughs> what I'm talking about is the way things are right now, not the way things we want. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. So, like, if we wanted to change everything as it is right this second, you'd have to take away everything that the society is and immediately change it, and that's just not going to happen. It takes a long right. time, like you just said. Yeah. So, well, yeah. and,
2: and well, that's where we come in as mm-hmm. now the a, as the new leaders, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As Gen X, we're we're taking over because the younger generation.
4: Oh, right. You're talking the about a whole generation. generation. I thought you were talking about us. I'm like, we don't lead
1: shit. Hey, I, I lead so, a small <laughs> army of construction workers.
2: So. No, and, 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 and if we start to make, I don't even lead again, my family. <laughs> right. right. Like, no, but if we, if we're the, ch- if we do like Mahatma that's Gandhi real. and we be the change that we want, we want in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's where I like this podcast, right? This is, and what we're doing is that, We are putting out there something different. Let's challenge that toxic masculinity to change Mm -hmm. the motivations Mm -hmm. so that when that guy steps up to you and calls you a pussy, you're like,
1: Like,
2: man, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Right. I am so sorry. You should go buy a paradise
4: available on Amazon.
2: (laughs) I was just
1: <laughs> using that as an example, right. Scott. But I mean, you know, yes. Right. There, it, it, no, no, no. It, in reality, what I'm thinking on the front half of my brain up here, I'm thinking, "Man, what's wrong with this guy? You know, what's what's happened to me? You, right. you have a bad day today. What's going on?" In the backside of my brain, I got like, you know, caveman. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Get a club and beat him down, you know? Challenge the size of my dick. I must beat him with it now. Give me a
2: second. Let me <laughs> grab this chair and beat you. Yeah. Exactly. And then shoot let me with a pool out. noodle. Yes. <laughs> let, I'm, don't make me whip it out. Waiting boy. for that
1: pool noodle to come back out again. <laughs>
2: I will not let it die.
1: <laughs> Damn oh. Whips
2: it out again. But no, like. Uh, uh, but no, I, and I'm right there with you. Yeah. I have that same, yeah. like, back of my yeah. mind, right? Like, I want my, I want to get justice for this, right? This feeling, which is mm-hmm. really actually, I want vengeance, right? Vengeance, right? Yeah. And,
1: yeah it's partly, that's also partly protection because if somebody's stepping up on you and saying these types of things, they may be, am I in to start danger? Swinging when you're not, am I in danger? This person right. is endangering me right now because he's coming at me with these hurtful words. And it's like, yeah, that's just words, but, you know, it puts you on guard. If he's willing to say this, is he willing to back that up with violence? And so you, you, you're automatically put into this position of, should I, yeah, should I whip out a club and start beating him preemptively, you know, about the head and shoulders. So, right. It, you know, so the, it's just, what I'm saying is, is that the, the, the deterrent to start shit is there in our laws, like get back to the point there. Um And, uh, you know, but the, 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 what's going on in your head isn't necessarily just toxic masculinity or, you know, learned behavior. It's also protective and so on and so forth. So yeah, I think there's a combination of,
4: there is a combination of learned behavior and literally instinctual behavior
1: instinctual. Yes.
2: And, and, and if we could get to a point where instead Mm. your, instead of the deterrence being the, I don't want to go to jail, but Mm. it would break my heart if I hit this guy mm-hmm. and I put him in the hospital. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. that right. The weight of that,
1: that does exist though. Also, you know, right. I mean, I'm just as me as an example that does, it's like, I don't want to hit him because I don't want to break his nose and have him like all screwed up and stuff. And I don't want to hit him because partly I don't know if I'll stop once I start, and, you know, right. I don't want and to God hurt forbid, this person. So right.
2: God forbid you, you know. hit him and he hits his head on a table and breaks. his yeah. neck.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like that's not yeah. your intention. That's not your desire, no, right? No, so, the intention so is again, to stop
1: that. So
2: Right. We just want yeah. right. The intention is to just yeah. to make sure I don't get but hurt, so, right? So
1: all of that exists at the same time is one is my yes. point, Scott. Is so it's, you know, to, to to say that we need to change ourselves to only think of it that way, I don't think that's realistic,
2: you know. No, um, I, I'm it, not it, saying yeah. I'm not saying that mm. that 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 we only think of that, right? Mm-mm like that our deterrence is I don't want to hurt my brother. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and I agree. No. And that's what and they, that that's what they've been teaching
4: dominant. my son in karate, you know? So like, that's, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a virtue and a value that is being mm-hmm.
1: taught. Um, yeah.
4: yeah. Probably right. more than it used to be when we were kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah you don't want to, nobody yes. wants to hurt anybody really, unless they're like actually screwed up, you know, like um, oh, there's sociopath. sociopaths. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. Or sadists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's that too. Mm-hmm. But, but that's not in it. With right. Sadists they even aren't aren't even in it. It's not usually in a, in an attempt to hurt the person, though. It's for a it's like a role. Personal you know, pleasure. Anyway. Right. Yeah, right, right, it's right. a it's a personal pleasure that they're getting. And they're actually giving pleasure to somebody else. That if is, they
0: have good boundaries. Yes, yeah.
1: yes. If they don't have good. No, true, Joe. And, you know, yeah, it, you understand my point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The
4: masochist yeah. says, hurt me, hurt me. And the sadist says, the sadist says No.
1: <laughs> 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 no no i don't really want you to hurt me i want you to hurt me
2: (laughs) eric that statement i have never thought about that but that is the most torturous thing a sadist could say you've never heard that one before scott no i I have That's an
4: old one one. yeah it's classic yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think i learned that from my dad
2: (laughs) that's awesome I love that, (laughs) but yeah, no, 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 no. So, so like, again, like all of those different things to me, like are 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 big motor motivators and, and, you know, I think an interesting, and unless we come up with something else, I think an interesting thing for the next talk would be like, what are the things that inhibit us from, you know, what are the, 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 our inhibitors or our blockers of of
4: the things that paralyze us? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so kind of talking about that. So anyways, this has been From Here to Paternity. Um, we will, uh, come back in, in two weeks. Um, I'm Scott. You can still, uh, see me, um, looking at my birds and feeding my birds and doing some yard work and, uh, uh, come get a, a, a nice little glimpse of, of the glorious mound of flesh that I am and my, you my wonderful birds. <laughs> you know, feel free. Feel free. And don't, uh, don't body shame Damien. him.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm Damien. Uh, yeah. If you want to come help uh, me work yeah. on my mowers, you're welcome to come, yeah. you know, work on my mowers. Um, or if you want to come help me put up, uh, you know, railings on my deck, you know, that's, that's got to happen next. So <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you know, stay away from my house.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> he will uh, beat you with the club. About, uh, <laughs>
1: I will. about, the, head. about the head and shoulders.
4: <laughs> he takes that shampoo very seriously. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Eric. You can find me on YouTube under the Unapologetic Geek, or you can go to Amazon and give Jeff Bezos some money by buying my book, uh, Paradox, and uh, find me at my website at emagill.com. That's E M A G I L L.
2: And his other podcast, The Streaming Heat. Oh,
4: yeah, if Lynn ever gets around to going back to it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to ask about that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching Halo for it, yeah. damn it. He better be he better be coming back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are you enjoying it? Uh, kind of.
4: <laughs> it's pros and cons. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: You'll and, hear about uh,
0: it. Yeah. And I am Joe. I'll be uh, editing this and working on my Barry White. So. Nice. <laughs>
2: so you can whip it out, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The very white cover of Whippin'. Yeah. Whippin' good. (laughs) Whippin' good. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Y'all have a wonderful day.
0: (laughs) I love y'all. Alright, guys.
2: I'll just deal with it. The motto of being a dad. Just just deal deal with it. it. Fuck it. I'll just deal with it.
1: This man, I mean, ages? she was older than me. She was older than me. Now, but, I mean,
2: 70 and blowing man. hard. That's 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 the best. When she took, when she took her, teeth she out, her teeth out, it was
1: just like, yeah,
2: baby. It's like it's <laughs> on. That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Gum it like some jerky, baby. Gum it like it's some. Right. Dirty. I mean, now that gives me an excuse rather than before. I was just a yeah. creepy guy that kept on saying like, hey. How are you me.
1: doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> How <are> you doing? <laughs> I destroyed the peepee.